What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. This is uh, episode 23 this week. Sure is. But we're pulling a little bit of studio magic on you. Oh, see. Oh, you were gonna keep the. You were gonna try to pull pull the wool over their eyes. Wool over their eyes. Oh, guys. I had a whole bit in mind and everything, and you fucked it up. (laughs) Oh shit! I'm so sorry. I was gonna act all surprised about how many of our listeners caped up for that racist oi band. <laughs> that would be that would be a good bit, but yeah. I, I ruined it. You ruined it. And we if, need a plan, right? I like to hit you with something you don't see it coming, right? Like this laser pointer in your eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't see that coming, nor did I like it. And uh, I like to hit you with something you don't see coming, so yeah. that way I get your honest reaction to it. That's right. the whole premise of the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but uh, you fucked it up. So you got my honest reaction to ruining my fucking bit. <laughs> Well, that's still in line with the spirit of the show, then. I guess so. Um, so, if you've never listened to the show before, the premise is very simple. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent releases that people send to us, and we give our honest reaction to it. It's not a review show. We're not critics in a traditional sense. We don't make any sort of value judgments about the music that we listen to. 99% of the time, uh, we have been known to tell somebody to jump off a bridge, but we're trying to veer away from that. I think we're down to probably 80% of the time. You would say eighty percent of the time. I think it's probably it's 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 way like I don't know because we get we get like we get through typically about six bands per episode. Yeah, this is the twenty third episode of the podcast, yep. and there's been at least I would say out of those twenty three episodes, we could run some quick math, mm-hmm. but I'd say at least at least eleven of them uh-huh. where we we basically straight up told somebody to suck our shit. <laughs> I, I, w- I don't think that there's been that many, man. Right. There's only been a handful that where we've actually straight up been like, right. well, fuck you, stop playing music. I'm going to say it's at least one out of ten. Um, I don't think so, man. I don't think it's one out of ten. We're definitely, we're definitely past the one uh, percent. I will say we're probably past the one yeah, percent. But would I say, would say still maybe 95% of the time. Well, I'm going to go with ten percent of the bands that we listen to, we tell them to eat shit and die. <laughs> Well, as per our last episode, you pointed out we're going to try to be That's a little right. bit more encouraging. So we got to take it back up to 99%. We're trying we to get back up to the 99%. As long as there's no, you know, buffoonery, right. no, uh, no uh, racist mongoloids <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, that yeah, we yeah. happen to listen to. Right, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, so I'm I'm Instagram live streaming this right now. So and as I said, we're we're banking this episode for yeah. when you're going to be out of town. So the episode that we're actually referencing has not been heard by anybody yet. I did post online that we got a racist band, so for everybody to look out for that because it's a, a real fun time. But yeah, I would say that that is definitely an exception to the rule. If yeah. we get some like racist, insane shit, of course we can tell them to put a gun in their mouth and discharge it, no problem. Right. But in general, we're going to try to avoid that. And I think that's I think that's fair. And only when it's merited, and right. when we do, we do it smart, artfully, artfully. Right, exactly. So uh, the uh, you got the premise of the show. Like I said, quite simple. The uh, actual format of the show is we get ten bands in the queue, then we uh, roll some dice, and usually get through six or seven per week. It just kind of depends on how long we rant and pontificate on things, how long the songs are, things of that nature. But uh, if you don't have any other points of order, I guess we can get right into the queue this week. Let's do it. All right, cool. Let's see what we got. So, first up, we have Cherry Bomb with their release, Like It or Not. This is a Birmingham, Alabama hardcore band. Um, I kind of went through the archives because I realized that there was some stuff from, like, early in the show's history. Um, I mean, we're still early in the show's history, technically. We've been doing it for a little over four months. Just doing a little bit of housekeeping. Right, exactly. But, yeah, exactly. There are some folks who submitted stuff, like, right from Jump. 
that just got lost because we got a shit ton of submissions from the beginning and we continue to get submissions every week. So I want to go out, go back and sort of round up a few that got missed. So I'm going to try to sprinkle those into the next few episodes here Give and there. Give them a chance. If they don't show up, you don't show up. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the first one on that is uh, Cherry Bomb from Birmingham, Alabama. Then we have got Upon a Field's Whisper with their self-titled record. This was submitted to me by a member of the band. They are a Colorado Springs epic crust band. I think sounds like an epic crust name. Yes, it sure does. The the uh, the album art is forests in the woods or forests in the mountains rather. And uh, the person who submitted it, like I said, is a member of the band. Said um, you're not going to like the song lengths. As I look here. The first song on this three-song EP is seven and a half minutes long. Yikes. You're right. We're not going to like the song lengths. And then the other two are just over five minutes long, it looks like. Okay. Holy shit. We, we've been talking a lot about brevity lately. Yeah. That's uh, applicable in this particular instance. Then we have got Shit, shit Stormtrooper with uh, their EP of the same name. It is, I think this was described to me as Blackened Crust. Or no, no, I'm sorry. This we had another band. The next up in the in the queue was described as blackened crust or a blackened power violence rather. Blackened crusty sea bass. Yeah, yes, blackened tilapia. That's right. Um, this is a uh, fast core band from Houston, Texas. Okay. The next up is a band called Crossed with their self-titled release, and this was described to me as blackened power violence. We have already discussed in, d- discussed on the show that blackened is about. Our least favorite descriptor for punk and hardcore music. Pretty bad. Music. It's, it, really it's a dumb. really bad descriptor. That is for food, not hardcore. Then we have got The Lives We Fear with Joy Has Been Corrupted. This is another really early uh, submission. It was submitted by a, a guy named Christoph. This is a solo project. He described it as Amazing Core, uh, which we talked about early in the show, what Amazing yeah. Core kind of is. If you're self describing your music as Amazing Core, that does trouble me a bit and uh, tends to make me think I probably wouldn't like it very much. But it's also pretty fucking pretentious to think that you're that amazing. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's what's happening here, but yes, if that were the case, sure. Although I would argue that if you don't think the music that you're making is sick, as we've asserted many times on this show, maybe don't release don't it do to people. It. But at the same time, be fucking chill about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, then we have uh, Olor e Muerte. This is a band from New York. The release is called Execution. I don't know if this is a new submission or one that I dug up from the archives. I honestly can't really remember, and uh, I don't really care either. Then we have a returning one from, I believe, last week. But like I said, by the time you're hearing this, you'll have heard that last episode. But if anybody's watching live, they haven't yet. So we have got uh, Big Band. Big Band is a new Hattiesburg, Mississippi band from the scene that brought you Pleather. Um, that brought you Judy and the Jerks, all of those bands. I listened to it the other day at work, actually. I stumbled upon this. Yes, son of a bitch. So, I still haven't listened to it because okay. I was saving it for the show. So, Then we have got Superstition with The Anatomy of Unholy Transformation. This is a band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a death metal band on 20 Bucks Spin, sent to us by Adam Walker, who's been sending us a lot of new uh, death metal stuff, friend of the show. Uh, hopefully this is something that we also enjoy if we land on it. I imagine it probably will be. Then we've got a return from last week, The Mist, with their future 7-inch on Just Because Records. This is a Cleveland, Ohio dream pop shoegaze band. And then last up, we have Porcupine uh, with their split from Prown- with their split with Prowns, which uh, I think they're shopping for a label for this right now. Porcupine and Prowns both played my house. They were like the second show that I booked at the Bug House this last year. Um, Porcupine is a young band from Chicago playing sort of, uh, I don't know, chaotic metallic edged hardcore inspired by the 90s but certainly not married to it kind of just young kids doing their own thing okay so on that note let's uh 
Let's roll the dice. See what's up first tonight. Three. Three is Shitstorm Trooper. The Bandcamp is shitstormtrooper.bandcamp.com. Sure. Like I said, this is a uh, fastcore band from Houston, Texas. They formed in 2016 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and moved to Houston in May of 2018. This is a 12-song EP. Um, song lengths are properly power violence. I think there's like a two-and-a-half-minute-long uh, two dirge on here, but the rest are between like you know 45 seconds and a minute and a half for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Cripple Bastards cover on here. That's a and band I have not Beatles thought about cover. all the time. There's a 21-second cover <laughs> of Octopus Garden. Okay, I like that. I, I can get down with that. Uh, what's, uh, what song and or songs do we want to listen to? So there's a lot of variation in the song lengths. Let's, um, yeah. let's go with the first one, Uncle Goddamn. It's, it's, it's a minute and eight seconds. Mm-hmm. It's uh, probably the average song length on here. And if we need, if we need more, uh, if we decide that we need more than a minute and eight seconds, we can do that. So, yeah. all right, cool. Let's listen to Uncle Goddamn by Shitstorm Trooper off of their self-titled EP. We just heard the song Uncle Goddamn by Shitstorm Trooper off of their self-titled EP. Uh, so this is stuff that you and I are quite familiar with because there were heaps of bands doing this around here not too long ago. Right. It's fun while it lasts, but ultimately forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly just, I think it's more for the fucking band members to have fun. Yeah. And, you know, fucking tailgate than anything else. For sure. Uh, looking at the artwork, you can tell that it's pretty much a joke. Right. And uh, nothing's taken too seriously. Right. So uh, it is what it is. Like I said, I mean, I personally am not buying this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. If it, if the band is on a show, yeah, I'll check it out um, as long as their set is less than ten minutes long. Right. Yeah. And then I'm fucking out. This is yeah sample laden, jokey, fast core. Uh, you have fun to it. That's cool. I don't really give a shit about it. Yeah, that's how I feel about this stuff. I could take it or leave it. I don't need to hear another band that sounds like this ever again in my life. No, I mean Spaz. That's it, right? Right, but like not, but but not good Spaz. Right, you that's what, what I mean. Well, like like Spaz did it. Right, that's fine, and right. everybody else is just having fun with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, finger painting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just it's a very phoned in genre at this point. If you're gonna do something that's fast core in 2020, I need it to be like fierce and intense you know what i'm saying right. i need it to be menacing right. and like or at the very least the songwriting to be actually good like this kind of stuff is just as you pointed out it's kind of phoned in music that seems more like an excuse for a bunch of like 
dread having bum flap wearing fuck ups to like car bar. Yeah, and maybe that's yeah. not these people, you know what but I'm saying? But that's our experience. But that's our experience. That's certainly our experience. That's definitely the Midwest interpretation of right. this kind of stuff. The the social aspect of the scene may be different in Houston. Who knows? I bet probably not that much different. However, musically, in, if, if you're going to come at me with this kind of stuff in 2020, like I said, it needs to be a lot more interesting than this. It needs to be a lot more than just sort of like a phoned-in joke yeah, that you're I, doing with I, your I am intensely uninterested in stuff like this. Yeah, like, you know, why? There are so many fucking bands. So many bands. An oversaturation of, of bands. Bands much better than this don't deserve to exist let alone like one more fucking jokey fastcore band. So yeah. I don't mean to be uh, have fun. Yeah, exactly. have fun with it. You know, fuck all. Have fun. That's right. what this project is. Let it die when it fucking dies, and never revisit this again. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. We got we got nothing else to say. But that was, that was a quick one. Our our uh, our analysis of that band was as brief as their uh, output. Sure was. There's because what can you really say about jokey fastcore in fucking 2020? Leave it in the dirt. What's up? What's up next? Uh, one. Okay, one is Cherry Bomb with Like It or Not. The Bandcamp is cherrybomb.bandcamp.com. Um, this is a band from Birmingham, Alabama. I don't know anything about it other than that it was submitted, like I said, early on in the show's history. Um, it came out in September of 2019. Looks like a four-song uh, EP or demo. All the song lengths are between, looks like a minute and a minute 50 long. We can probably bet we can probably start pretty much anywhere. Um, I would say why not from the beginning? Arms sure. bend back. Arms bend back. I see sure. no reason not to. So we are going to listen to Arms Bend Back by Cherry Bomb off of their EP Like It or Not. That was the song Arms Bend Back by Cherry Bomb off of their EP Like It or Not, Nate. Um whatever. Sure. It was it was better than uh the last Shit, band. Shitstorm Trooper. Better than Shitstorm Trooper. Yeah, it was. Um, that was an example of hardcore that definitely needed more production. Needed more like, it needed, uh, it needed more of a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it just did. wasn't uh it, it didn't I didn't give a shit about it. No, me it, neither. It um I don't know really really what to say about it, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. I just the, the main thing that stuck out to me was that like uh, should have been a better recording of this. It's very middling. It was very. It was. Uh, it was very local band. 
You know what I'm saying? This is very, this is, if this band existed in Fort Wayne, I'd be happy to put them on local hardcore shows and have them open up. Mm -hmm. And that's about the extent of my relationship with them. That's what that would be. Um, I wouldn't genuinely like it, but I wouldn't be mad enough at it to not permit them to play shows, especially if they were younger kids. I'd be hyped for them to to do this and hopefully uh, master their craft a little bit and come back with their second effort being a little bit better. I don't think that this was um, embarrassingly bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, no absolutely not. But it uh, it just it didn't make me feel a single human emotion. You know nope. what I'm saying? I, I wasn't excited by it. It didn't make me mad, like I said. Um, wasn't upsetting, but it didn't make me want to move. It didn't make me want to check out the rest of the release. It just made me want to stop playing it. Right, yeah. It just made me... Yeah, right, yes, basically, yeah. Right. It just kind of made me want to want to turn to the next tape next song on the mixtape right you know what i mean yeah i don't know if this is true or not but it says they're playing some it says they're playing in columbus so if you're in columbus on may 15th at the map free stadium there's a big ass fest they're playing but the thing about yeah i was gonna say this doesn't seem right because the thing about Bandcamp is that if there is a band it's like that that stuff is auto-generated via algorithm right 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 so if there's there are surely a bunch of other bands called cherry bomb right so and there's probably some cover they're on band. there but i don't know this fest looks fucking whack as hell <laughs> metallica and slipknot are headlining oh, along okay. with evanescence and bring me the horizon that seems pretty we've cool we've got uh, cypress hill okay Stan- well i do like the i do like uh, a couple cypress hill records but i don't know if i i like seeing cypress hill in 2020 i sure as fuck don't like seeing cypress hill in 2020 uh stained Oh, okay. Uh, Dropkick, Dropkick Murphys. Uh huh. Um, Flatbush Zombies. Flash, Flatbush Zombies are really good. Yeah, I know. But yeah. like I said, it's just a clusterfuck of a fest. Yeah, it's a bad fest. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance. Pop Evil. <laughs> Testament. <laughs> of course, cool. Hell Yeah's on this fest. Oh, of course, Hell Yeah's on the fest. I thought like Hell Yeah, those dudes were all dead. No, I think those are the ones that aren't dead. Vinnie Paul's dead. Well, yeah, that's true. What yeah, the, so I guess who's who's in? Yeah, who replaced Vinnie Paul in Hell right? Yeah? That's um, the question of the day. Yeah, I mean, Power Trip is on it. Oh, really? Knocked loose. Oh well, that sucks. There you go. It's all it's all your favorite bands and all your le- all your least favorite bands. <laughs> right? Yeah, Power Trip's great. And they're gonna be playing the Sonic Temple Arts and Music Festival 2020. Cherry Bomb is too. Go check them out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Cherry Bomb, we're not mad at you. We hope you get better at your craft, but uh, this this one isn't it. Try again. Yeah. Four. Four, okay. Four is Olor e Muerte with the release Execution. Um, the band camp is Olor e Muerte. It's O-L-O-R-A Muerte.bandcamp.com. This is a New York hardcore band. Um, this came out uh, right at the beginning of 2019, actually. January 1st, 2019. Um, looks like this is a six-song EP. I'm not sure if there is a uh, physical release for this. I'm not seeing a link to it, so if there is, it's very well hidden. Um, what song do we want to listen to? Uh, they're all between, the first song here is like 40 seconds long. The longest song is the outro song, which is almost two minutes. Well, um, and then there's a cover on here, I think. So, oh, yeah, there is a cover by... It, escapism well, cover? Is it a escapism cover, or is it a song about escapism? Because the song title is Execution, oh, so and then parentheses, escapism. <laughs> so they're going to kill and escapism. I don't know enough about escapism to know if that's a fucking escapism song. Yeah. What I can tell you is... Scafism is kind of like an isolation tank, except with more shit and insects. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, 
So let's try uh, Fuck Your Macho Behavior. Fuck Your Macho Behavior. There's lyrics, so we can see what the band's all about, uh, more so than we already can based on the song titles, because fuck homophobia and fuck your macho behavior are, are pretty on the nose. Right. Um, all right, cool. So let's listen to Fuck Your Macho, fuck your macho Behavior by Olar and Muerte off of their EP Execution. We just heard the song Fuck Your Macho Behavior by Olor e Muerte off of their EP Execution. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, to the point. Yep. What didn't overstay itself. Sure. Uh, had a good tone. Yeah. Reminded me, you know, I don't know whether or not they're doing it, but uh, Hellhammer. Sure. With yeah. a, a lot more punk in it. Right, which, yeah. Which, you know, I mean, like, a lot of punks pull from Hellhammer whether they know it or not. Sure, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, aesthetically, the art on this is, like, like... It's punk for sure, but I guess it's veering into metal. Yeah, it's it's you know what I mean. It it's seems that, like it's like that 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 punk thrash, right? Like lo-fi. Yeah, the T is an inverted cross. You yeah. know what I mean. I actually don't really love the artwork on this. If I saw this, it would be something that I assumed um, I wouldn't like because it's a little bit. It's very like black T-shirt music. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I'm saying, right? I know what you're saying. Mm. I like the art, but the art doesn't catch my eyes. Something like, oh yeah, I think I want to listen to this. No, the art's fine, but yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't look to me like something that I would want to listen to. It looks like it could maybe veer into like stadium crust territory just by the look of it. But that's not what we just heard. Um, yeah, that stuff was pretty cool. I mean, it was like mid-tempo, reverby, hardcore punk. Yeah. I like the vocal delivery. It was like spacey and reverby, which right. you know I think we've stated several times. I dig that delivery on vocals. Right. It's a nice production choice. I, I liked they were just buried in everything. Right. Howling from a cave. For sure. The lyrics are on point. Yeah. I honestly don't know what the Spanish ones say, but given the first half of the song, I imagine they're about the same. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, and the first half of the song pretty much resonates with shit that I've talked about since since fucking the word go in this podcast. Right. From my own perspective, sure. And then we address it the the other way. It was like nobody likes being at those fucking macho shows, right? Except for the boneheads that feel like they need to fucking walk up and sucker punch people. For sure, yeah. It's not it's not fun for the vast majority of adult people. It's I mean, it's not, not fun for the vast majority of children. It's not fun for me at three hundred pounds. I can't right. imagine what it's like if you weigh less than a hundred and thirty or yeah. hundred and fifty. Yeah, for sure. My only thing is like anytime I hear a band singing about like macho behavior and shit, yeah. it always gives me pause. Just just because I'm like, well, what's your definition of macho behavior? Because especially punks have a pretty loose and broad definition of what macho behavior can be sometimes. And I definitely see spiky jacket punks complaining about non-issues sure. with some degree of regularity. Sure. And any anything that even veers into the realm of more traditional hardcore is like, oh, that's jock shit. Oh, sure. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, totally. it's always, I, I remember being at, uh, at a fest in Columbus, a More Than Music fest in like 97. Mm-hmm. And we walked into some record store, 
and uh, like right near the venue. Yeah. And which is probably long gone. It was like in the basement of some place. Yeah. And uh, as we're walking in, there's like some older punk dude walking out and he sees me and goes fuck you weightlifter as he like walks <laughs> past me you know what i mean yeah. like i'm wearing a fucking mk ultra shirt right and i just look like a fucking 90s hardcore kid right with an mk ultra shirt on and he's like fuck you weightlifter and like walks out you know and he's got like you know a fucking hand-painted you know crass logo on the back of his right. fucking leather jacket or sure. some shit like that so yeah there's a lot of there is a pretty broad definition yeah but i think that uh to each their own Sure. You know what I mean? You know it when you see it. Right, yeah, right? exactly. And I imagine that uh, just looking at the lineup, mm-hmm. mostly, you know, female. Right. So I imagine from their own perspective, their definition of what macho behavior is, there's a Venn diagram where we overlap, but then a lot where we don't maybe. Probably, yes. Right? Yeah. So, you know, whatever to each their own. I'm not the one that has to worry about, like, actually getting fucking hurt at the show. Sure. Right, yeah, even I rarely have to actually worry about that. Right. I get you. Um, But yeah, that stuff was pretty cool. It was musically competent. It was fun. It didn't necessarily suck me in, um, per se, but... I would check out the rest of that release, and sure. if they uh, if they played locally and I and the, and the set was good, I'd, I'd pick up a seven inch or a tape for sure. Sure would. The stuff was cool. I think that was sent to us by actually it was sent to us by uh, Eric Pressman, who sent us a, a a lot of shit. Who's in Wet Specimens and Mystery Girl, who are both bands that we really enjoyed on the podcast. Right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. We're kind of burning through them tonight. Well, short songs, short assessments. Right. Sucks. Sucks. Pretty good. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. For sure. Two. Okay. Two. Two is crossed. It is crossed504.bandcamp.com. This is a New Orleans power violence band, like I said, described to me as blackened power violence, which I don't like one bit. I hate that description. I might like the music, but to be fair, I don't think that that was a self-description by the band. It was a description by their homie who sent it in. Okay. This is another early 2019 release, January 2nd. So, uh... Again, the songs are all around a minute long. Jesus Christ. There is a song on here that's five minutes and 18 seconds Well, long. we're not listening to that. No, of course we, we know what that one is. We do know what that one is, but, like, yo, we've acknowledged the sort of, like, longer, dirgy so- song as yeah. being a power violence sure. standard. And it's but five minutes and 18 seconds, unless you're in fest and that song is My World, My Way, let's cut it down. Or unless it's, like... A bunch of fucking harsh noise. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just to be obtuse. So to the blackened power violence thing, mm-hmm. the 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 logo of the band is in some sort of runic format. Yes, it looks black metal-ish, um, for sure. Let's go with, uh, there's a Pink Floyd cover on here, Sisyphus. <laughs> let's no, go with that. I don't think that's a Pink Floyd cover. It but is. Oh, oh, it and is. And Newsgrush covered that, so. Uh, okay, you know. yeah, so this obviously This is a cover is of Newsgrush version of the oh, Pink Floyd song. Okay, wow, well, love that insight. Um, all right, cool. So we are going to listen to Sisyphus, which is decidedly not a Pink Floyd cover by Crossed off of their self-titled release. <laughs>
All right, we just heard the song Sisyphus by Crossed off of their self-titled EP. And I'm just going to say, so this was submitted, like I said, um, by somebody not in the band. I'm looking at their self-description, uh, their tags on Bandcamp. Like I said, this was described as black and power violence. I can only assume that that was a description coined by somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about genre tags. Um, because not only does the band not describe themselves that way, but they don't sound like that at all and there's more converge in this than there is anything power violence or black metal yeah i was gonna say there's definitely yeah this was if anything like black and converging metalcore yeah this was like Sh- like short too. right this is like de- this is death wish core for yeah. sure this is not black and power violence i um, think i think uh, a guy named Taylor might have sent this in. Taylor, super nice kid from the interactions I've had. I think a Patreon donor, so uh, good on you if that's the case. I can't remember if that was for sure who sent this in, but if so, um, maybe maybe watch your genre tag dropping and throwing that shit around willy nilly because that was incredibly inaccurate. I think the blackened thing just comes from like that. Right, but again, vocals. that's like to me that was just Jacob Bannon vocals. Yeah, that's yeah. converge vocals. Yeah, and and the riffs in there. I mean, to to be frank, this. This borders, and especially with the art, the sort of abstract art that's like clearly like yep. we're selling art prints of this type of shit. This was just converge worship to me, yeah. in every pretty much every way. That said, I thought it was pretty good converge worship, and I dig the brevity of the songs. Converge is a little bit long winded. Now I'm a converge super fan, as you well know, as some of our listeners may know. I have a converge throat tattoo. I am no small fan of the band, but especially as they've gone on and you know had gotten older and gotten more into being arty and whatnot their songs can tend to uh go a little long uh i dig fucking with that format but doing it with some brevity yeah i thought this was pretty good yeah i was fine it'd be good to see live i would like to see it live more than i'd like to listen to it for sure um I am not a converted super fan. You're not. You gave have, me an original copy of Jane Doe for free. I didn't give a shit about the record. Yeah. Largely, I haven't given a shit about that band since like 1998. Right. When did Forever Come Crashing come out? Uh, probably around then. 97, 98. Probably around then. Basically, yeah. I haven't given a shit about that band since. Yeah. Not because like I listened to something and was like, meh, they just dropped off my radar. And then sure. when I checked back in with Jane Doe, I was like, meh. Right. Fair enough. And never gave anything else a try. Right on. Because I don't fucking care. <laughs> That's fair enough. I'm, I I ain't begging you to and, and also because I I seen them a bunch of times. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to be caught up on what they're doing because I've seen them a bunch since then, and uh, don't give a shit. Yeah. Then and it is music that goes off live very well. Um, I I know plenty of people who are not necessarily fans of Converge on record who really like them live. Bane is a similar band where I know there's plenty of people who didn't like Bane on record per se, but kind of an undeniable live act. I think music of this ilk, back on the Converge tip, um, I think music of this ilk does work in a live setting as long as it's delivered with um, a certain degree of ferocity and intensity. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you keep if you keep the set short, if this is a 12 to 15 minute long set, there's no breaks between songs yeah, and you go it, yes. hard the whole and, time. And it's a fucking rager, then that's a good set. For sure. For sure. Yeah. If you're fucking around between songs, um, no. Right. This right. is not, th- th- this is something that, we always seem to say this, get in and get out. Right. Right. But this is definitely something that doesn't lend itself well to between song banter right. or like introductions. No one gives a shit who you are. Nope. No one gives a shit what instrument you're playing. Mm-mm. We just want you to fucking play. If I want to know, I'll look at your liner notes or I'll fucking talk to you at the merch booth or some shit like that. Sure. Right? That's that's how this shit goes. 
Yeah, if I'm seeing a band like this, I don't even want to hear him say a word, to, right. to tell you the truth. Come out, do a fucking intense set, get off the stage. Right, and it helps with the atmosphere and the aesthetic of the band, too. Yeah, so exactly. hopefully that's what they do. I would, I would hope and, so. And uh, if they're ever in this neck of the woods, I'd probably go check them out. I would but definitely I ain't, catch I ain't, uh, I ain't going out of my way. No, but if they were, if uh, if they if they asked for a show at the house, I'd happily book them at the oh, house. Sure. You know what I mean? Or if they were in the surrounding areas, whatever, I'd, I'd go check them out for sure. I probably wouldn't drive a couple hours to see them. But uh, if it was them and maybe another band that I wanted to see more, I'd drive down to Indy for it, you know? Yeah. Be a fun time. Cool. What's uh, what's up next? Let's roll the dice, see what's happening. We are burning through them. We're huh? burning the fuck through them. Uh, two. All right. Well, two is The Lives We Fear with Joy Has Been Corrupted. The Bandcamp is The Lives We Fear, mtl.bandcamp.com. Um, like I said, this is a solo project by a guy named Christophe. Um, it's from Montre- Montreal, Quebec. Self-described as amazing core American Nightmare worship stuff. American Nightmare is one of the only bands that sounds like American Nightmare that I like. Um, I like a few of the bands that they spawned, like Horror Show and shit like that. But uh, by and large, it's not a genre that I was ever particularly interested in. I had a moment with it when I was in my teens because that kind of music appeals to teenagers. Uh, as, as a 30-year-old man, I don't have a lot of patience for it. But I also don't tend to hate it. So, uh, you know, we'll see how I feel about this and stuff. this is stuff that I've never paid attention right. to. Right. Yeah, this has never even been on your radar at all, and which would make sense because of your age. You know, you're 42 years old. I am 29, nigh on 30 years old. So that stuff was popping, like, right when I was getting into the contemporary hardcore yeah, scene. Yeah, when I look at, like, in the description of the band, mm-hmm. the inspirational acts, um, I, I know those are bands. Right. I know they probably all sound exactly the same. Right. And I'm not interested in what they sound like. Yeah, Killing the Dream, The Carrier, Ruiner, Go It Alone. You know, I those are all bands. I saw most of those bands when I was first starting to go to hardcore shows out of town and stuff. Um, so I definitely have an idea. This is and, and a lot of those bands were like, of we were just talking about sort of uh, Converge and Death Wish Core. Those bands were definitely a chapter of the Death Wish Core uh, experience, the, de- the Death Wish Core timeline over the years. So, um, yeah, we'll see if this, if this stays true to that. I kind of want to listen to the, the shortest song or the last song on here. The last song, because the shortest song is part two of something. Oh, true, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bystander part one and then Bystander right, part two. Right, sure, so we might not get it. Those do, might be meant to listen to in tandem. Yeah, let's do the standalone one. Okay, cool. So we're going to listen to Bloom by The Lives We Fear off of his release, Joy Has Been Corrupted. Yeah. 
All right, that was the song Bloom by the band The Lives We Fear off of their release Joy Has Been Corrupted. Nate? That was like Tony Robbins talking at me for three minutes and 36 <laughs> seconds while he's like teabagging my forehead. <laughs> okay. I don't, I, I don't like that sound. Right. Um, I find, I mean, you know, do what you do. Sure. If, the, if these lyrics come from a personal spot, that's cool. Right, and, yeah. And, and, like, if, if, you know, if you find, like, inspiration in music to, like, get up out of bed and all that sort of stuff, do. Yeah. I don't. Sure. Right? I want my shit to be nasty and mean. I want my shit to feel like I want to ram a fucking asteroid through the planet. <laughs> right? right. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel all the fucking time. Right. And trying to tell me to smile and trying to tell me to, like, you know, brighten up because things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. They're not. <laughs> Right? I've lived long enough to see that nothing ever gets better. Ever. That's that's true. Maybe for individuals, things personally get better. Definitely, yes. I've seen seen family members turn things around and get better through whatever means they can. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I feel great. Yeah. I'm just saying, I also, like I said before, I love hating. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so do I. Right? Right. You know? But, like, I've had family members that have, like, you know, lots of family members that struggle with addiction or whatever and, like, hit fucking rock bottom. And however they manage to pull it out. And honestly, I don't give a shit if you even fucking swing from Jesus' sack. If that's what gets you out of your fucking pit, right. do it. Sure. But for me, I never feel like that. Right. Right? Yeah. All I want is is, is to hear about fucking ruination. And all I want <laughs> is music that feeds that. Right. You know what I mean? So this yeah. this this, this, does, this doesn't vibe for me from like a message. It's corny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you talked about like I, I these amazing core bands all like, quote unquote, seem to like have that similar thing mm-hmm. where they're fucking crying about how their heart is broken but right. things are gonna get fucking better and shit like that. For sure. Fuck you. Yeah. Fucking cry me a fucking river and then drown in it, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I, I and, and, and you mentioned Bane earlier. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that like really grind my gears about a lot of Bane songs too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in it I'm not in the hardcore that's upli- uplifting. Right. I want hardcore that is like inspirational for like upheaval. Mm-hmm. Not upliftment. Sure. You know? Which is fair. It's, you know? I and, think that's a fair perspective. And, uh, you know, and, and I said to you, like, man, that it, that felt a lot longer than three minutes and 36 seconds. It did. The first half of that song sounded like a rough draft, like he mm-hmm. was workshopping riffs and lyrics to see what fucking stuck to the wall. Right. And then just decided, you know what? It all fucking works. I'm just going to do all of them. For sure. I don't know. That didn't stick with me. Um, nah. If you like it, check it out. If it makes you feel fucking better and, and stops your fucking crying eyes and your little baby fucking attitude, yeah. that's fine. But for me, no, I'll take a brick through a cop's face every fucking time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's essentially how I feel, too. I I have a little bit more tolerance for sort of uplifting, positive, hardcore stuff, but uh, it's few and far between. It's the standout bands of that genre that I like. It's uh, it's Bane. It's Bold. It's Gorilla Biscuits. It's stuff like that. By and large, I also like hardcore to be confrontational and negative and nasty. Not exclusively, like I said. There are plenty of exceptions to that rule. But this iteration of sort of inspirational, hard-on-your-sleeve hardcore, again, I like very, very few bands that fall into that category. I mean, American Nightmare is, is one of the few. And the thing about American Nightmare is that the songs are also really good. They're fast. They're energetic. They go off live. They're high energy. Um, This was none of those things, really. It was, I was saying to Nate while the song was playing, like, until the second half of the song, it barely met the criteria for hardcore for me. Um, That riff was not really a hardcore riff. I mean, you were yelling over it, but... uh, 
there was no intensity there. It was just kind of noodly. It didn't really go anywhere. It was very repetitive. Mm. Um, yeah, this it was a rough just, draft. It was a fucking rough yeah, draft. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, like this could have, you could have distilled the ideas in this song down to a minute and forty five seconds, and uh, could have been a, potentially a lot better. Much it's, more to the fucking point. Right. It still wouldn't have been for me. Even even when even if this had been as well executed as this particular thing could possibly be. It still wouldn't be for me. But if you're going to do this, I would recommend maybe going back to the drawing board with it. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? It, it, like I said, like you, it basically every verse is just saying the same fucking thing right. using different words, right? Yeah. You're in the shitter, but you're not a quitter. You'll never give up. Get on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay, it's just, it's, it's, it's all, it's, that, that, that verse is a synonym. Right. What I just said is a synonym for like any one of those 10 verses that said the same thing. Yeah, and there are literally like 10 verses. Right. It's just, it's a lot, homie. Uh, there, you, you could trim a lot of the fat off of this. Like I said, if this is a, a genre and a style that appeals to you, then we merely have a uh, divergence of opinion on that matter, and I'm certainly not trying to correct your taste. No, because I'm a shitty asshole. Right. You know, and uh, I don't want you to feel bad because I like feeling bad. Right, sure, yeah. That not. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, right? right. I, I wouldn't wish my sense of humor and my perspective on anyone. It makes me but perfectly I, happy. I, but I will force it upon you <laughs> if, you uh, if you fucking stick around. Right, yeah, for sure. If things get real dark, Real fucking quick. Yeah, I mean, we've had band members quit, <laughs> quit yeah. because of that before. Right, right. For sure. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not mad that this is your chosen format, but this is uh, just super not for me. And if you're going to go with this, um, th- it really didn't sound a whole lot like Killing the Dream or The Carrier or Ruin or Go It Alone. Uh, those are all bands that really excelled at the form. And uh, I would recommend maybe workshopping this a little bit harder. Well, you know harder. what? It's not The Carrier. It's You know what, you know what it sounds like? Hmm. It sounds like uh, the lives we fear, man. Right? <laughs> right? He's doing his own thing. Right? He's rising up and he's going to do his own thing. So right. fuck you. He's not trying to be the carrier. Mm. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Um, on that note, like I said, Christoph, not mad at you. I'm, I'm glad that uh, hopefully this is an inspiring thing for you and it, and it helps you kind of get up in the morning and do your thing. That's awesome, but uh, it does not have that effect on me. It merely Makes has the effect that I want to turn it off. Clorox. <laughs> That's you said you were going to be more encouraging. You said that made that this makes was you, I not <laughs> encouraging? I said you you sound like the lives we fear. Right, right. But then you you capped it with it makes you want to drink Clorox. That's pretty encouraging. <laughs> no, no. For me, no, no, it's not. It uh, it's not pretty encouraging. I've been every band uh-huh. I've been encouraging so far tonight. I've thrown some encouragement in there. Okay. A little bit of sugar with that fucking spice. Okay, fair enough. Let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. We got we got so much time because we've been burning through it. That's probably the longest we've actually talked about a band. One. Oh well, one is going to eat up some time uh, because it's Upon a Field's Whisper with their okay. self-titled release. Uh, the Bandcamp is Upon a Field's Whisper this is, like I said at the top of the episode, a Colorado Springs uh, crust, epic blackened crust punk band. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, there is basically one band like this that I like, and that is Fall of a Frafa. I like Fall of a Frafa quite a bit, but I haven't listened to them in actual years because their songs are seven and a half minutes long, and I just don't have the time to sit down with a record of songs that are seven to eight minutes long. Yeah, and... I've seen a lot of bands that sound like that. Well, I don't know what these guys sound like, sure. but you, you just looking at the aesthetic and what they describe themselves as. Right. Right. And I own quite a few records. 
I never listen to them. No, it's a, I, I almost never listen to Crust Records unless they are, with a capital fucking H, hardcore crust. Right, yes, exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah, stadium crust stuff and, like, epic crust stuff. Like I said, there was a period of my life when that shit hit me right, uh, and I enjoyed some of it a fair amount, but... Uh, at this juncture, you, you know, you're you're trying your luck when you're presenting a seven and a half minute long song to me, especially because I know this genre very well and I can already imagine what it's going to do. We've we've played with bands like this. Well, when we played Austin Lund's house. Well, see, I was going to bring that up after we listened to this. Oh, OK. And see. Well, we can talk about it more afterwards compares, if yeah. it's if it's uh, if the comparison is apt. Right. E- either way, we'll get a, we'll get back around to that uh, anecdote. Yeah. But uh, let's so we're certainly not going to listen to the seven and a half. But we've been talking about it. We have to. No, I'm not. Oh, listening we have to. to. No, we've been talking about it. seven and a half minutes. <laughs> You'd be like, no, you can't keep my attention for seven and a half minutes. Let's let them prove us wrong. Ah, fuck, dude. That's and a we lot. got lots of time. Yeah, we yeah we do. It's asking a lot of our listeners, but I suppose that they can fast forward. If See, they again, I'm tired. positive. I'm positive that they can change my mind in seven <laughs> and a half minutes. I, I don't think you are. I think you're just trying to punish me. <laughs> oh, let's see. All right. So I guess we're going to listen to a seven and a half minute long fucking song. I already know what this is going to sound like. Oh, it's seven minutes, 28 seconds, by the way. That's seven and a half minutes. So we are going to listen to By Their Hands by Upon a Field's Whisper off of their self-titled EP. Well, actually, kind of an LP with these song lengths. (laughs) No, not really. It's still an EP, but yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. Thank you. 
that was the song By Their Hands by Upon a Field's Whisper off of their self-titled release. Uh, that was the collective sound of all the koala bears in Australia burning alive right now. It's <laughs> fucking dark. I mean, I don't know. We, we were calling it. We were doing like live action play-by-play as it was happening. Right. You know? Sure. I was like, oh, they're going to... I said, you never know. They could do a tempo change, a little bit of a key change. And then as I said that, Mm -hmm. boom. Yep. They dropped the fucking hammer in that song. That was fine. I think I talked about Wolves in the Throne Room before, Mm -hmm. like last episode or some shit. Yeah, and my friend John, who's in the Instagram chat, uh, mentioned that this has a Wolves in the Throne Room vibe. And that's why I never gave a shit about Wolves in the Throne Room. Mm -hmm. It's fucking long-winded and boring. Right. And, I mean... Musically, it's fine. There are elements in there that I like. Sure. Just delivered with more urgency and like brevity. Because, right. Like, you had mentioned as we were sort of checking out of that song and it was finishing up, like, there's a lot of like ubiquitous cookie cutter shit in punk rock and hardcore and metal and all that sort of stuff. For sure. Yes. There's a lot of cookie cutter shit basically in popular music, right? The broad umbrella of popular music. I mean, I think you can't help but to arrive there. Right. But like this, especially, mm-hmm. is a f- this is like because it sticks around so long. I've heard a million songs just fucking like this. Sure, there's no reason for me to stick around that long and listen to one more. We said it last episode. If it's a fucking forty-five to second to two-minute long hardcore song. There's not enough time for me to get fucking bored. I'm going to go fucking off to that riff every fucking time. Right. I'm going to hit it on that breakdown every fucking time. Sure. But the slow, dramatic build over the first minute and a half and two minutes of this song, mm-hmm. going into the howls of the syphilitic koala bears <laughs> over the next five with like the D-beat, blast beat, D-beat, blast beat thing. Right. And then the tempo change, key change, and then like the 30-second solemn sort of like guitar melody picking over everybody else's feedback once the drums fall out. Mm -hmm. Fuck me. Right. Like, I'm sorry, man, but that's just... I'd rather watch... I'd rather watch like Indiana Jones... And the Curse of the Crystal Skull, or whatever the fuck that movie <laughs> was, like of the Crystal Skull, ten times in a row. <laughs> would you? I would. I don't think you would. I would. Then I don't listen think to so. band after band after band do this on a fucking show, right. because at least with the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. I'm in for a good laugh. Right. Every time it comes around, and sure. it gets funnier, and then it stops being funny, and then it gets funny again. Right. Right. Over the next twenty four hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. If I go to a show. And every band, and there's like more than one band playing more than one song that sounds like this. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking out. Yeah, for sure. It's asking a lot of the uh, of the participants for sure. Um, so, you know, I have I have a lot of mixed feelings about this kind of stuff because, to tell you the truth, I do like this stuff sonically uh, quite a bit actually. Um, it has, as Nate mentioned, it's got a lot of elements of other shit that I like, and it's all kind of thrown into a blender and presented it presented to us in long form. The problem with that long form, as Nate said, is just sort of the fatigue. But for me, it's also just the fact that it asks so much of the listener in terms of time commitment that, like, it's tough for me to sit down and enjoy this stuff casually. I can't put this on in the car and just like roll around listening to it because the vast majority of my drives are going to be done, you know, in the course of maybe one song on a record like this. I have to 
make a concerted effort to sit down and enjoy and consume a record of this sort of shit. Whereas I can listen to an Infest 7-inch in the same amount of time that it takes me to listen to one song off a record like this. And I don't necessarily think that's entirely bad in an objective sense, but I do think it... It makes me, at least personally, tend to just revisit shit like this that I already know that I like if I want to listen to something like this as opposed to trying to listen to something new. Because I already, as we mentioned, you can fucking call every note of this kind of stuff before it happens. And that's fine. You can do the same thing with like a moshy hardcore song or a song that's worshipping negative approach. I could call every part that's going to happen to that too, but I can call it over the course of a minute and a half. Whereas with this kind of stuff, like... I do like Wolves in the Throne Room and shit like that. But if I'm in a mood where it's fucking 1 a.m. and it's a dark summer night and I want to go for a drive and listen to some atmospheric sort of black metal-y crusty stuff, I'm probably going to put on that Wolves in the Throne Room record because I already know that I like it as opposed to dedicating uh, my time and energy to, to, to tackling this new thing because checking something like this out is not something that you can just do. It's like an actual endeavor. So I think it's kind of impenetrable. It's it's impenetrable in the same way that a lot of death metal that we've been talking it's, about it's, is. It's exactly what we talked about in the last episode with death metal. Right. I, I said I don't investigate a lot of new death metal because of like the dense ubiquity of it. Right. Right. I don't want to invest a bunch of time listening to your fucking song, right. your death metal song, if it sounds just like a fucking band that I know I'm going to fucking right. like. Exactly. 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 Right. And that's the thing is like, I know that I like Fall of a Frafa. I'm probably just going to go listen to that. And I'm sure that's more a reflection on me than it is on this genre or this music, because there are plenty of people that don't feel that way or who interact with and listen to music differently than I do. And I guess that's who this is for. So it's not that I didn't like this because I actually did like it quite a bit. And because I was forced to sit down and listen to this because it's the format of the show, I might check out the rest of this EP and end up having one more band on the list of bands like this that I enjoy. But that will bring the whopping total of those bands to like 10. Yeah, because I, mean, I just yeah. don't, you know. I have a bunch of records that sound like this. Mm -hmm. I can't even name them. It's been so long since I've looked at them. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just sit in my collection because I can't throw, I can't get, like, I can't unload records that I own because right. it's like a, not only is it an like an auditory history of mm -hmm. things that were made it's like a personal history sure of yeah like right. I got this at this place right this so time. it's tough for, for me to it's for sure. tough for me to get rid of something unless I know somebody else would super like it or like I have a copy of it, an extra right. copy of it sure you know we were talking about was it the last again th this is almost the same conversation we had with like certain death metal last time mm -hmm. But, like, we were listening to a band, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, this sounds like Inner Arma, but why do I want to listen to your fucking eight-minute version of a song that sounds just like Inner Arma's eight-minute version of a song? Right. I know I like Inner Arma. Sure. I don't want to—I don't even give a shit about what you're doing. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, I think that reflects more upon us than it does on the people making the music. Um, but it is what it is. I did like this stuff, though. I think as far as this genre goes, this is about as well executed as this kind of stuff can be. I mentioned before we started listening to this, I, I mentioned our experience uh, down in Louisville briefly. Oh, yeah, with, with, uh, with Austin. With Austin, and he played in a band called Plain Words, which is a band like this. If you like music like this, you will definitely like Plain Words. I'm not sure if they're still doing doing it. I have no idea. I have, I have I no idea. I honestly forgot the name of the band. I, 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 I lament that I was 
all but forced to watch him and listen to that music all night while we were while we were in his home. Yeah, yeah. So that was I, we we got a little time to kill with an anecdote. We could we could talk about that experience. Long, yeah, that yeah yeah. Um. So we were not. So that wasn't a parasitic twin show. That was a Daisy Cutter that was show. A DC show. Um, and my old band Karloff and Half Gorilla and Half Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Um. And we were all playing a show together down in Louisville. Correct. Correct. And this this probably would have been in like 2009. Yeah, it would have been in 09 because uh, the old vocalist of Karloff was still in the band. I right. was still playing bass. Right. So yeah, this would have been in like 09. Had a, a house show in Louisville at this this dude Austin's house who played in a band called Plain Words. Who like I said, if you he, like this kind of stuff, you'll like that. He was also in Panopticon. Uh, Panopticon as well. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Panopticon I think started as a solo project, um, a little bit more black metally. Yeah. But also good stuff if that's your thing. Um, and he proceeded, I mean, and I say this with the caveat that maybe he, this was 10 years ago, over 10 years ago now. So maybe the dude is the chillest guy ever now. He, yeah. Who, who fucking knows? Who knows? But at that moment in time, and again, I'm sure I was intolerable too, cause I was 19 fucking years old. But at that moment in time, he was a very intolerable person to be around. He referred to his house as a collective uh-huh. and it was like him and like, a dude and either like his girlfriend or the dude's girlfriend. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it was three people. Yes. Right? Two guys and a woman. Yep. Living together. And they all had like roles in the collective. And I think Austin's role was chieftain. Yes. Village chieftain. <laughs> they they were they referred to I, I I wish I could remember everybody's name, but I can't. Maybe I shouldn't mention their names. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? maybe not, right. But I, I remember that one of them was the coppersmith. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. This is our coppersmith's workshop. Yep. And and at the time, like, we were running a lot of shows at my place. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, it was in full bore. Yeah. And, the you know, I had, like, an ethos running the shows where I, I wanted to make sure that the bands came to a home that was, because, you know, being on tour and seeing, you know, where you're crashing and stuff like that, sometimes you're like, fuck. Yeah, it's, it can you know suck I mean? like, real fuck. bad. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. What the fuck? Sure. Have you no shame? Right. So I always tried to make sure that my place was clean. Mm-hmm enough sure right i mean it was a rundown rental but i tried to make sure my place was clean that the bands were fed right and the bands got paid even if it came out of my pocket for sure that's right? my exactly like ev- exactly my ethos everybody you know you're not walking up this isn't a donation show i'm gonna make sure that you get fed i'm you know i'm you know there's gonna be something cooked that meets everybody's dietary needs unless you're like some fucking raw weirdo or some right shit like yeah that. Then, then go eat an apple go eat a fucking banana right yeah but like you know, that was the thing. It was like the floors are swept. We got plenty of furniture to sleep on. Um, you know, mikasa sukasa sort of thing. We roll up to this place, mm-hmm. and we weren't even sure if it was right because it was tiny, yeah. and it was in like a populated neighborhood. Yeah, like a normal residential neighborhood. And the home itself was clean. Yeah, and well kept. Uh-huh. But I mean, like in no way prepared for any group of people larger than like five no it was fairly small right very small actually not fairly it was a tiny home right and the host was like gracious enough when we came in i remember um but it was also like humble bragging almost yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like we had to listen i remember like it it seemed like his band's music was on the turntable the whole fucking night it it's i think it was described at some point in the night and i think one of us described it as such while it was playing yeah. That it sounded like a pterodactyl falling down a fucking endless pit, just screaming yeah. into the void. Yeah, with banjos. Yes, yes, right. Because yeah. there was just, ah! 
because they were trying to like incorporate like Americana folk into what they were doing. Right. Yeah. Hey, Americana folk should not be incorporated in anything that punk rock. Is no, doing. it should. It sure is. Right. Should not. But I don't know. Like in retrospect, I have a hard time like resurrecting some of the ire I felt sure, at that yeah. at that point. Oh, but I'm like, way over it. There was a lot of fucking snobassery, especially by the chieftain, the village chief. Yeah, at yeah. That show. And I'm sure that we were fucking pricks at some point, too, because the moment that, like, you try to hand me a drinking horn of me. I was going to bring that up. And then I, like, mentioned, nah, it's cool. And it comes up that, like, a bunch of us are straight edge. And there's, like, this fucking side-eyed, like, well, you know, uh, actually, beer is... um, was what it led to like saved mankind because the fermentation of alcohol was the only thing, the safe thing that people could drink back then. I don't give a shit. Right. Yes. It's not the only safe thing that people can drink now. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. So fuck off with your fucking history. Right. right. Fuck off with your coppersmith. Fuck off with your chain mail. <laughs> fuck off with your dreads. Fuck <laughs> off with your piercings. Fuck off with your everything. <laughs> fuck off with your fucking smudges and your fucking incense. <laughs> Fuck off with your homemade leather goods. <laughs> Fuck off with your print shop. Fuck off with your tiny ass space. Fuck off with not promoting the show. Fuck off with ev- with all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think that's when it went sideways for me is when he was like partake of the Rams horn brothers <laughs> and like, no, and we were like no thanks man. And I mean we were polite about it. we were like uh, no thanks. We were just like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. It's, it's and then he was just like, why? What, are you guys straight edge or something? And we were like, yeah. Yeah, sure am. Yeah, we are. And he's just like, oh. And then he did genuinely launch into that diatribe that you just described yeah. about fucking alcohol saving human humankind. It's, it's a fucking shame. I wish it had never been invented then. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the worst mistake. If, if, if I have to sit here and listen to that fucking horseshit one more second, I wish it would have never been invented. <laughs> and then... He pulled me aside solo. So my my ire for him was extra because he pulled me aside solo later and took his shirt off and showed me tattoos of his various anarchist figures like Bakunin and Emma Goldman Mm. and then explained to me why Straight Edge was in fact not in line with leftist politics and how I as an anarchist uh, should, should revoke my dedication to the lifestyle because it was in fact in direct opposition to the rest of my leftist ethos and i told him to suck my dick from the back hey, let's hold on a second i think i think we're about to get a haunting okay word all right sorry for that brief pause but uh, the ghost returned home from an outing so we just wanted to keep the noise down but if you hear some squeaking upstairs it's just you know the typical ghost we have that every week yep um but yeah anyway after that happened like i said i basically was like okay well suck my dick i don't yeah. give a shit about what you're saying and then we had to wait for his band to set up a bunch of candles and shit yeah there were like there was there was like basically three grind and power violence bands playing right and it took them longer than the three of our sets combined to set up to fucking set up. And and by then it was just us. It was just us. And like, like there was no one else. I, there. I remember there was a dude sitting on the back porch, like that called that dude that called the chieftain on his shit because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know, man. I got the word out, but people aren't just showing up. And the dude was like, You didn't promote any of this, right. man. Yeah, I remember that. Like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And so I think like there was like four people there, which whatever. Sure. That's the fucking game you play when you hit the road. Of Honestly, that's the adventure that you have when you hit the road. Right. Sure. I love it. When I'm on the road, whatever fucking happens, happens. Agreed. And I'm glad that things went so fucking sideways and shitty in Louisville, Kentucky. Because we have this story now. Nobody wants to hear a story about how good things were. Right, yeah, exactly. You want to hear the fucking shitty stories. Right, but I remember, sure. like, there were pil- the support beams in his basement. It was, there was furniture. 
the total com- like the, the total space to stand was probably 50 square feet yeah and that's being generous yeah, I mean, it five was foot tiny. a five foot by 10 foot fucking or uh, yeah like yeah. it was tiny yeah so that's being generous I, maybe less than 50 square feet 30 right. square feet yeah after everything was set up it was um it was wonderful actually in <laughs> retrospect <laughs> yes, yes right i'm glad i have the memory yeah for it, sure. was, it, it was wonderful like i because, said uh I played a lot of good shows, right? And I don't remember them, right? Exactly. But I remember that one, yeah, for sure. And like I said, Austin might be uh, might have come a long way. I, God knows I've come a long way in a fucking decade. Sure. So no shade on the Austin. No, I got today, I, you know I got no saying? fucking shade on him whatsoever. Now at the time, being younger, right, and uh, actually having to suffer this fucking insult, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were pretty salty. I think. Oh, yeah. Everybody was pretty salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I think- homeboy said to me. Like, after we played, hey, it reminded me of Infest. I used to love those guys when I was younger in some, like, backhanded slight. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. I'd be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. I still listen to Infest. You know what I never listened to? Boring-ass bullshit like your fucking band. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. Right? And I God, God forsake me that my beard never grows long enough that I do enjoy that sort of corny <laughs> shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I feel that. So that's there. There's our uh, epic crust anecdote for the night. Yeah, anecdote rather. I said right. anecdote. 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 Yes. And um, maybe it maybe it clouds my view on this sort of shit. But um, it was boring then. It's boring now. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, it shouldn't be boring, mm-hmm. right? It's like going out to a restaurant for spaghetti. Right. Why the fuck are you gonna do that? <laughs> Just make it at home. Just make it at home. Why are you going to go to a fucking restaurant for spaghetti? Why the fuck am I going to listen to that boring-ass shit? (laughs) Fair enough. I like spaghetti, Uh but I don't like boring-ass restaurant spaghetti. Right. Yeah. Upon a field's whisper, um, like I said, I actually like that stuff quite a bit. I think it was cool. It's just that it takes a very, very specific setting for me to sit down and decide I'm going to tackle a new band like that. I'm sure that does not apply to all of our listeners, and I am sure that there are a lot of people who heard that today who enjoyed it a whole lot. So if you dig that, go pick up the uh, digital copy of it. It just came out in September of 2019. I'm not sure if there's a physical copy of it. I don't think that there is. Uh, but if they're playing somewhere near you and you have a longer attention span than myself, go check it out. I, like I said, I, as far as that stuff goes, that's about as well done as you can get. Um, because we have not really... You know, we haven't talked a lot about a lot of bands tonight. We probably have time for one more band tonight. Is this an eight-band night? No, it's a seven-band night. Okay. Two. Okay, two is Big Band, which you have listened to, but I have not. So they... Uh, big I don't, with two Gs. Yep, big with two Gs. I don't think that they're on Bandcamp right now. They are. Oh, are they on Bandcamp now? Did this drop on Bandcamp? Uh, Almighty Big Band? Yeah, okay. Yep. It, it must have just gone up I, in the last I few days. I heard this like two days ago on okay. like Turn on the Tube or something. Right on. Yeah, cool, cool. Because, uh, yeah, Jesse sent this to me, or, or, or Harley might have sent it to me. I'm not, I can't remember which one of the Hattie, Hattiesburg cats sent it over. But, uh, yeah, they sent it to me initially with the YouTube link, but it must be up on Bandcamp now. Is it just bigband.bandcamp.com? Yep. Okay. It's big, but big with two big, G's. Big, big with two G's. Okay. Cool. Um, what uh, what song do we want to listen to? Um, I mean, is is it only is it only two songs? No, it's six songs. Oh, is it six songs? The we don't want to listen to the last song, Jazz Fantasy. It's notably longer than everything else. Okay. Um, let's just go with the fucking first one. Okay. Is that uh, which which one is that? Like I said, I'm I'm looking at the YouTube link. So B I G G. Okay. Cool. So we are going to listen to B I G G by Big Band.
right, we just heard the songs B-I-G-G and Rubber Room by Big Band off of their uh, debut release, The Almighty Big Band. Yeah, I mean, if you've been listening to any, we've established now, we like stuff like this. Very much so. I like stuff that is fun. Mm-hmm. I like stuff that is uh, definitely like, like that. that's like a, a weird hardcore Devo party. Sure. You know? Yep. And uh, that stuff is fun. Yeah, it's awesome. I like awesome. it. It's weirdo. Um, it's going to hopefully drive the fucking meatheads and the fucking crybabies from the room right uh in equal in equal amounts right exactly and uh leave only people that want to have fun hopefully people that want to fucking shoot smack and fucking (laughs) fuck each other and stuff right yeah fun stuff right um well i mean shooting smack must be fun (laughs) otherwise so it's gotta be the best thing in the world because (laughs) man does it ruin lives and people still go for it (laughs) yeah for sure right like like it's gotta be the best it's gotta be there's no other conclusion I could come to. Right. Um, but yeah, that stuff is fucking awesome. Like we had said, you already listened to it. I have not heard that stuff. I was holding out for the podcast, but it fucking rules. I mean, I expect it. It sounded how I expected something to sound from the Hattiesburg scene. But that's not to say that all the bands sound the same because they don't. Um, they just have a similar tone in the sense that, yeah, they're fun fucking bands. They have a good time. And there is there's always a-, a punk. There's a punk edge to everything they do. Even the stuff that veers more into hardcore it's like hardcore punk but there's a lot of and there's a lot of like youthful right um like n- basically not serious energy exactly to it. which i love yep. i love and um yeah and musically th- this stuff is awesome it's fucking catchy i love synths when they're applied correctly also like you mentioned this kind of drives the jocks and the crybaby babies from the room that's true Unfortunately, the side effect of this kind of music sometimes is that it also draws like shitty fake poser college kids. That's true. And it's a bummer because that because that scene is is like socially impenetrable because they're often terrible to fucking be around in a way that's totally different than jockey meathead types are terrible to be around. Yeah. So oftentimes these shows, at least in certain demographics, not everywhere, because I've heard that Hattiesburg is nothing but fun. And the live shows that I've seen there looks like kids are going off and having a great time. But at least for a grip, I'm not sure if it's different now, but like a place like Bloomington, Indiana, where a lot of these bands like this would come through, you couldn't really have fun at shows down there because everybody had a stick up their ass. The social cliques were super tightly knit and impenetrable. And like people would get mad if you tried to dance and stuff. So it just like wasn't a good time because you had a lot of just posery shitheads there. And so I think if you're committed to the cause, Mm -hmm. You don't let that stop you. No, for sure. I agree entirely. Uh, like, in fact, in fact, you double down. You double down and you make everyone else and, have and a bad time. And you go time. out of your way to ruin everybody's yes, good time. Yes, you have a great and time. You know that that's a personal ethic of mine. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and, and you know, PT, that's basically the entire shtick with PT. Right, yeah. Everything is an inside joke. Exactly. And we are only there to entertain us and hopefully ruin, if, ruin your time. Unless you get it. Unless, Unless you, you really get it. Right. right, exactly. No, for sure. And and I agree with that entirely. So I I have in no way felt alienated or pushed out of this sort of music because fuck all those people. I'll fight all of them. <laughs> you know, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, they're all a bunch of fucking waifish college kids. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't care. I'm just saying, like, there are... I, I get why some more dyed-in-the-wool hardcore kids who might fuck with this stuff sonically are put off by it sometimes sure. because or why they can think of it as poser music because I think oftentimes kind of just like we've talked about on previous episodes with like uh, mysterious guy hardcore and shit it's often just that the personality surrounding it that exists in the scene right. can be off-putting but 
most of the time the people actually making the music um, in my experience at least with this new wave of bands that's doing stuff like this seem like for my interactions honest people who give a shit who are genuinely into punk and hardcore and just want to have fun just want to have tired of fucking serious shit right tired of fucking crying about the mountains of colorado for seven and a half minutes (laughs) tired of fucking crying about the you know the bones of the many crushed under the heels of the few right right we just want to fucking have fun yeah right for sure so why not yeah i'm with that At, at, at this juncture in my life more than any other I am invested in having fun more than I am invested in any other single thing in my life. Yeah. If I'm not having fun, I'm not with it. Yeah. That's like my, that is my broad policy as pertains to almost anything in my existence right now. A, a dating situation. If I'm not having fun, I'm out. A social situation. If I'm not having fun, I'm out. Bands. A video game. Whatever it is. If I ain't having a good time, I'm fucking out. Wow. It's not worth my attention. Not at all. Right? And you can't get too serious about shit. Like, I tend to sometimes get serious about shit in my private life. Sure. But that's just shit that I, like, care heavily about. But that's only because, like, I am compelled to. Right. Right? And And at the same time, I also understand that, like... It's just pissing into the fucking wind. Yeah. As much as I don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. And like every solution we have to like today's problem just builds another fucking solution. Hey, let's build electric cars. Now we need these fucking lithium ion batteries. Now we got to get some lithium. Lithium. Where can we get that from? Well, I hear there's a bunch of it in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. Yes. Right? Exactly. So like every solution you have just creates more fucking shit. It's, 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 it's an endless wheel. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's like a fucking rainbow song. Right. Right? Yes. Yes. So, you know, fuck it. Go see Big Band while right. they're on tour. Well, and, uh, by, the time this, by the time this comes out, their tour will already be done because it's only like a week long. All right. Fuck it. Hope you saw Big Band while they're on tour. And if you didn't, fuck you. Right. So, there, th- what you just said, I think it represents the two ends of the black pill spectrum, right? Once you take the black pill and realize truly nothing matters and everything is indeed pissing into the wind and all of our efforts are for naught, there are two ways you can go with that. You can be a weak coward and go out like a little bitch and get depressed and, oh, nothing matters. I might as well just die. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy, nothing matters. (laughs) Or, or you can get like Nate and I and the fellas and, and ladies in big band and you can have a fucking good time because once you realize that nothing, it's like it's like becoming a lighthearted hedonist, right? Yeah. It's realizing, yo, none of this does matter. So just do the things that make you feel good. Try to live a conscientious life, not hurt anybody else, right? If you can, and uh, just do things that make you happy because I promise you, I promise you, when you're on your deathbed, you're not gonna think. You're not going to think back on all the political action that you took part in. You're not going to think about the times that you held held a sign by the side of the road for five hours to protest your, your state senator. And again, I'm not discouraging you from participating in that stuff. If it makes you happy. If it does, do it. But the stuff that you're going to think about are the time spent with loved ones, the times you went and saw Big Band and had a great time and jumped off a PA speaker, or you played pinball with your friends, or you read a comic that you really liked, or whatever. That's the shit that's going to matter to you when you're on your way out. And, yo, there's nothing else. The only thing waiting for us is the fucking void. I'm not saying that that means that you should just live like a fucking cretin and not care about other people, but I am saying that you need to realize that all of this shit is performative, whether it's for other people or if it's for yourself to make yourself feel better. Nothing you're doing is actually going to matter, so just do the stuff that makes you feel good. Well, whatever. The only thing I'm going to be thinking about on my deathbed is, let's just get on with it. Why isn't this done yet? (laughs) Well, I can just... Like, I'm about... Well, over a decade younger than you. Yeah. So if it gets real bad for you, I'll just 
Yeah. And I'll take you out. There you go. If you can't squeeze the trigger yourself, yeah. I'll get the job done yeah. for you, partner. Um, on that note, I think we've got uh, I think we got one phone message. Okay. And I think it's a I think it's a Jeff message. Okay. From what I can tell, so let's, let's see what Jeff is bringing we'll, this we'll week. We'll see what Jeff is bringing this week. Maybe it's more howls of insanity from the blind idiot God. <laughs> Perhaps. I have no idea what the fuck that was. <laughs> okay. I, just with that. I have no idea what that was. All right, well, start recording, I guess. I, no, oh, we are. Okay. Uh, that was that was that was Jeff's number. Okay. But I don't know what it was. He's, uh, there's a reason he moved to Colorado. Uh huh. Right. First state in the nation to uh, legalize recreational marijuana. Right. He's probably just really fucked up right now, shooting <laughs> guns out in the middle of nowhere or something. <laughs> probably so, because that just sounded like um, a bunch of random sounds sort of uh, through a, through a uh, uh, delay pedal. Okay. <laughs> was maybe, it? maybe he hooked his AK up to a delay pedal. <laughs> maybe. I, I don't think that's what that was, but possibly. You know. I like that idea, though. Yeah. Hooking your gun up to a delay pedal. Yeah. I think that's all we have for messages this okay. week, too, was just that uh, foray into the mind of a very stoned Jeff. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, okay. For sure. So on that note, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up this week. Um, yo, we uh, we just opened up a fucking a bank account. For the podcast. Yeah. We're official now, baby. Well, not quite, because we're still not an LLC. Well, now the man is tra- is tracking us. That's right. The man is tracking us now. But, yo, we're up to $240 a month on the Patreon. Um, that fucking rules. The current goal is $300. Uh, the idea is to uh, upgrade mics, get, uh, get an actual interface and non-USB mics so that we get something that actually sounds like high-quality professional shit. And uh, get me a new computer before this one takes a shit because it's uh, on its way out for sure. And, you know, at $240 a month, we're definitely getting there. Within the course of a uh, a few months, we'll have enough money set aside to actually, you know, hopefully get a new computer and go from there. So, again, thanks to everybody who's given money to the Patreon. If that's something that's appealing to you, go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to send us music, hit us up at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to send us your AK run through a delay pedal, uh, go ahead and call and leave a message at 260-222-8341. Yeah. If you, uh, if you don't have any points of order to end the episode, I think we can wrap it up there for this week. Not really. I'm All good. right. Sick. Yo, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.